Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung here. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us as we take a look at the book. I enjoy studying God's prophetic word, and I'm sure you do as well, because that's why you've joined us today as we look at Esau and the Palestinians. Now, that's the title of a five-hour audio series that I have on CD, available to you, by the way. In a moment, I'll tell you how you can get your copy. But we're going to study from that series, from Malachi to Matthew. There was 400 years of silence between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, from Malachi to Matthew. It's a very important study. You need to understand what went on during that time and how from Malachi to Matthew, the Bible is bridged by the final prophecy in the Old Testament. Well, we're going to get to that in just a moment. I want to remind you that you can get your copy of Esau and the Palestinians, and I'll tell you all about that after we have our study. But right now, let's study from Malachi to Matthew. Well, we've talked about the two prophecies that had to be fulfilled during that 500 years of silence. We talked about the two potentates, the one of Esau, Herod the Great, King of the Jews, the one of Jacob, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the King of the Jews, truly. What was the program now that God has for these people from this spot before judgment comes in Jerusalem? Well, think about Jacob just for a moment. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, God told Moses, if these Jews don't obey me, I'm going to disperse them to the four corners of the earth. He did that, and in fact, there is a monument to the fulfillment of that prophecy. In 70 AD, General Titus came into Jerusalem, devastated the city, destroyed the temple, and dispersed the Jews to the four corners of the earth. He then took his victorious army. They marched all the way back to Rome, where his father was the emperor of the Roman Empire, and his father erected the Arch of Titus in the city of Rome, a, mon a monument to the fulfillment of the prophecy of General Titus destroying and dispersing the Jewish people to the four corners of the earth, which was made by Moses. But then what does Ezekiel the prophet say? In the 34th chapter of the book of Ezekiel through the 37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, there's prophecy in there that says, in 34th chapter of Ezekiel, 18 times God says through Ezekiel, I will reach out and find those people that I've scattered to the four corners of the earth. I will gather them in. I will shepherd them like a shepherd shepherds his sheep. I will feed them on the land that I'm going to give them. I will. Look, if he says it one time in the Word of God, that's good enough for me. But when he says it 18 times in one chapter... That's what he does in the 34th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. We better pay attention to it. The 36th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, 35 times he says, I'm going to put them in their land. 35 times in one chapter. In fact, he preaches to the land. In the 8th verse of the 36th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, he says, land, you're going to be tilled. You're going to bring forth a harvest. You're going to be bountiful. Men are going to be multiplied upon you. Beasts will be multiplied upon you. I'm going to... And by the way, you know what he says in the 22nd verse of the 36th chapter of Ezekiel? He said, I don't do this for you Jews. He said, I do it for my holy name's sake. Because when I could swear by nothing greater, I swore by my name that I would bring you Jews back into the land. 37th chapter, 
He gives that little story about the valley of dry bones. The bones coming together, that's the regathering of the Jewish people. The flesh coming on those bones, that's the restoration of a Jewish state. Joe Jordan and I were down in Asuncion, Paraguay for a prophecy conference, a citywide prophecy conference in the sports arena. Fantastic meeting. While there, heard the story about the pastor who pastored the church which we were celebrating the anniversary of, who in 1945 through 1947 would stand with his Bible outside the Senate of Paraguay these senators would walk in and say, Sir, can I show you what God's Word says about the Jew? They'd have a word of prayer with them. They'd go their way. November the 29th, 1947, the United Nations, a brand new international political organization, gets together. They're going to have a vote should the Jewish people once again have a nation among the nations of the world. And the vote was taken, and it was 50-50 except one state, one nation hadn't voted. Guess who? Paraguay. The ambassador gets on the phone, calls the president, Sir, what should I do? Well, I'll call you back in about 20 minutes. He gets on the phone, he calls that pastor when he was a senator who stood out there and told him about the Jew and the Bible. He said, Pastor, come over here, I got to talk to you. Bring your Bible. Pastor, come over, and the president said, What do you, what do you say about the Jew? And that pastor showed him in the Word of God what he, the book says about the Jew. And the pastor had a word of prayer with the president. The president said, wait a minute, I'll be right back. And he walked over to the phone, picked up, called the United Nations, got his ambassador and said, Mr. Ambassador, I want you to vote for Israel to become a nation among the nations of the world. That broke the tie. And because one man stood through to the Word of God, prophecy was fulfilled. And they were regathered and restored. One day they'll be regenerated. For the Malachi, we're closing. Chapter 1. This is it. What about the uh, descendants of Esau? The program for the descendants of Jacob, they will be scattered and they will be brought back. And that prophecy is being fulfilled as we speak. I wish I could tell you some of the things that happened. Time is gone. The descendants of Esau. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord, yet ye say, wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord, yet I loved Jacob? And I hated Esau, and I laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. That prophecy was in Obadiah. That prophecy was fulfilled. The first 14 verses of Obadiah fulfilled 500 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. We just talked about it. It had to be happening during that 500 years of silence. But wait a minute, that's not all the prophecy. Whereas, look at verse 4 again, whereas Edom saith we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. And then it says, thus saith the Lord, I'm going to have indignation against you forever. I'll leave that for Friday morning, but let me tell you. You know what happened? After Herod the Great passed off the scene, the Idabites were still a very important presence in Israel. And they joined forces together. Remember, they are brothers. 
They joined forces together in 70 AD as General Titus bivouacked with his army on the Mount of Olives, stayed there for almost two years. Then they came across that Kidron Valley, coming up onto the Temple Mount, devastating the temple, destroying the city of Jerusalem, dispersing the Jews to the four corners of the earth. And they said, and you Idameans are out of here also. And they dispersed the Idameans, not to the four corners of the earth. You know where they went? To the Balkans. To a place called Bosnia. You ever heard of Bosnia? And for the next 2,000 years, they hang around Bosnia. And then in 1948, Friday morning, let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for the word of God as we trace the heritage of these two men. Jacob I love, Esau I hate. And as we continue to the end, we're going to understand, number one, why what's happening today is happening, and number two, what the climax will be. Thank you for your book that pre-writes history, that tells us where we are in time for one purpose, that we would be prepared, that we would live pure, and that we would work very productively. But it also brings comfort. Jesus in the upper room, prior to his death, burial, and resurrection, had been teaching from Caesarea Philippi through Capernaum, down the Jordan Valley, across the Judean wilderness, up to the Mount of Olives, and now in the upper room he'd been teaching his disciples, I'm going to die, I'll be buried but I'll resurrect. And in the upper room, 13th chapter of John, he says, I tell you this, so that when it happens, you can know I am who I said I am. And that's what we can know today. Everything prophesied in this book that should have been fulfilled has been fulfilled in exact detail principle applied to the prophecies not yet fulfilled, but we see the stage set for their fulfillment, evidence that you're in charge. And Paul said, comfort ye one another with these truths. Thank you for your book, The Privilege of Studying Together. Bless these wonderful people who've shown their interest by being here tonight. In my precious name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.
I'm so glad that you could spend a few moments with us studying the Word of God. Would you like to have your own copy of this five-hour audio series entitled Esau and the Palestinians? It's on CD, so you can use it at home or in the car as you travel. Again, the title, Esau and the Palestinians. If you'd like to make your order, we have a toll-free number that you can call and tell the people that answer, hey, you want to order Esau and the Palestinians. That toll-free number is 877 877- 674-3298. It's toll-free from across America, so feel free to use that phone number. Again, 877-674-3298. Or remember, you can go to our website and order from our shopping mall. The address of our website, prophecytoday.com. Thanks again for joining us for this Bible study together from the prophetic passages of God's Word, which continue to help us understand the times in which we're living. And those times seem to indicate to us from God's Word and current events unfolding that will be setting the stage for these prophecies that we've been studying together, that we're quickly approaching the time when Christ will come back. The rapture, the next main event in God's calendar of activities when He calls us up in the heavenlies to be with Him forevermore. And that event could happen in the next moment. And the truth is, after saying that, what else is there for me to say except let's keep looking up until...